A lie has no legs. Unless, of course, you're lying about spiders. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number two. I'm Jesse Chapman. Joining me are my co-hosts, Chris Newth. Hey guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Prasifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Oh yeah. Every week we watch the late 90s television show Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. Each episode contains five stories. Some stories are based on real events and others are completely made up by the show's writers. In our show, you'll hear us play along guessing which ones are fact and which ones are fiction, as well as talk about the show in general. But first, how is everyone doing? Oh yeah? <laughs> that's what that's what your new thing is? Oh, yeah. And then he busts bust through a wall while he was saying it, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, next time I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> I like it. I oh, like yeah, it. Better. Solid oh, choice. Yeah, better. Solid like, oh, choice, yeah. sir. Uh, doing good, man. How are you, Jesse? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I am excited. There's only six episodes in season one, so it's going to fly by. Mm-hmm. And then I think mm-hmm. James Brolin said uh, after episode six, he was like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes get him confused. What's the other guy that kind of looks like him? The older... Uh, you know the from Law and Order. No, not Sam Waterston. Kind of I know exactly who you're <laughs> yeah. talking about. Actually, every not, other white yeah. male actor, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. I was about to say Bruce Reynolds. I was like, yeah. that's wrong. Burt Reynolds. I, really? I, I, I feel. I, I don't know. The Burt Reynolds to me is the creepo from Strip Tease, like making love to Demi Moore's lint. So I don't really see that. Okay. Well, hey, you know, to each their own. I did not think that was going to come up today. <laughs> you know, sometimes you look at a man and you see James Brolin, and sometimes you look at a man and you see Burt Reynolds. Okay. Well, you know, speaking of uh, of different uh, perspectives, maybe it'd be cool to kind of share each. You know, we're five different people. We have five different opinions about all these stories. As we're about to dive into these stories, it might be kind of nice to kind of share a little bit about what uh, our different approaches are. I think I'm always just trying to figure out like. Even if the story is supernatural, is it possible to have happened in a way that is explainable in a non-supernatural way? Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like you you and Kyle have somewhat similar, like, critical, logical, realistic way. Is that is that correct, Kyle? I, I feel like I, I may be 50, 75% that, but I, I feel like I bring a bit more of my gut feeling to it as well. Right, right, I, right. I tend to get influenced by... Shoot from the hip. This story was <laughs> bullshit, and I'm going to convince my mind. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Mark, Tiffany, what do you guys... How do I mean, you I've always gone this? with my uh, gut. When I watched it as a kid, too, I mean, I've only become more analytical once we've been watching it, and I'm kind of forced to fill time. Because otherwise, I'd be like, <laughs> it's fact, because I feel like it is. Because <laughs> I feel like it is. Mark, what do, why do you think that? Because. <laughs> <laughs> my gut. My gut. <laughs> I know. I feel like I kind of have always. I'm sorry, Chris. Are you? Oh God! Don't laugh over Tiffany's conversation. She will cut you. Ooh, Ooh good to know. I, I want to set up my persona early. So sit. <laughs> well, I feel like I kind of am a little bit like Jesse in terms of really going more analytical and trying to think of what the kernel of the the truth of the story would be. Um, especially ones that are more supernatural, as I'm not someone who is uh, a big believer in a lot of uh, supernatural elements. <laughs> um, but I think I also tend to be like 50% 
that analytical side and then 50% of just really trying to think of the mindset of the writers and what the writers would do, you know, if it felt maybe even too weird for the writers to be able to think up. Your approach kind of reminds me of like a journalist perspective oh, on you. on things. It's like the way you go. Lois Lane. <laughs> right. I'll take it. Sarah Koenig. Sure. <laughs> John Connor. <laughs> This summer. <laughs> I don't know. We just went to movie trailers. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear my approach? No. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like Chris actually has one of the most unique approaches in terms of well, really bringing you. in the supernatural yeah. elements. I told her I'd call her a journalist if she called me I also a want my $5. Investigator. Yeah, it was the $5 and the yeah. journalist comment. I grew up fascinated by paranormal stuff. And so my approach is I've seen so many episodes of TV shows and documentaries about the paranormal and all sorts of weird stuff that I take the rules that I've kind of learned over time and kind of apply those ghostly rules to the stories and see if they make sense. Because sometimes I'll hear a story and I'll be like, no, no, I that 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 can't be possible. Chris and the ghostly rules. I kind of no. I want you to I write a list of the mm. ghostly rules, or please. create a drinking oh. game, whatever um, mood you're in while watching this podcast. Everyone, oh, take a shot every I time. I can make a the bingo card of ghost rules. <laughs> Let's oh, yeah. just not put they've been dead for ten years on the card. You'll be dead in <laughs> an hour. Yeah. Like, and then you most likely will come back in some way in yeah. some sort of supernatural experience. <laughs> and then I'll believe it. And none of you will. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, guys. Well, why don't we dive in? Uh, we've got a really great group of stories today. Episode two actually contains one of the most classic stories of Beyond Belief, which we'll get to in a little bit. But the first story is called The Viewing. Foster Funeral Home. Mr. Foster, it's Beverly Ann. Before Reginald died, he made me promise to bury him with his war medals. Now I can't find them any place. Mrs. Hannon. If you keep looking for them, I'm, I'm sure that you will find them. Good night. Okay, so uh, here's what happens. There's a family that owns a funeral home. Mom, dad, and two sons. The mom and dad are going out to dinner with the youngest son. Right as they're about to go out, they get a call from an old woman. My my husband's being buried tomorrow. He doesn't have his war medals. And the dad says, hey, keep looking, keep looking. And he basically hangs up on her. And then they go out to dinner. Moments later, knock, knock, knock on the door. There's an old man that comes in. He says to the son who stayed behind from dinner, I've got the war medals. Son goes, great, I'm going to take you downstairs. He takes him downstairs to the uh, area where the guy's body is. He goes, I need a few moments alone with my old friend. So he signs the guest book and he goes into the church and the kid's like waiting for a while. And he's like, okay, this is taking too long. So he goes in, the guy's gone. He looks in the casket and it's the guy that knocked on the door. It was his ghost. What just happened? And the body now has it's the medals. And the on. medals are affixed. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, this is this is a. There was definitely oh. we added this to the. He's been dead for well. He hasn't been dead for ten years, but like he's been dead for five minutes or two days. Yeah. Yeah. Two days. Two days. Two days. Two days. Two days. Two days. Old man McGregor's been dead for two days. I will <laughs> say this is might be our first like uh, somewhat like a big celebrity. Uh, uh, debut it's eric christian olsen plays uh the main kid in this story and uh, people might know him from ncis los angeles he's been 
on there for years. Oh, still that a that person. guy. He's a working actor, like still oh, yeah. today, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and been in many things. But I will say, he has the full '90s <laughs> long hair tucked behind your Parted ears. In the middle looked like it was from like the Victorian era or something. <laughs> that hair was pretty glorious, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was luscious. Uh, did anyone else notice how bad the customer service was at the funeral home? The woman calls like, my husband has to be buried with this medals. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we're heading out. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> um, well, he was looking for his keys. Has anyone seen my keys? Brent, I've told you before, stay out of the caskets. They're for sale. Oh, mom. Now scoop. Does anyone see my keys? Oh, that's so, right. He was, he very, was very distracted. Busy. <laughs> it's a little late. I can't call everybody. So, uh, yeah, I don't even remember how that call ended. Yeah, I'll tell you. He just hung up on it. <laughs> so, as far as the story goes, I, I really, st- I, I do tend to think that based on, you know, uh, what I've seen in the past, I think this is somewhat reasonably plausible that something like this could happen. A, uh, what ended up being a ghost walked through the entrance walked to the what would you what do you call that area of the church that foyer no <laughs> certainly the viewing, viewing room yeah the viewing room oh nice that was great been and, to a lot of wakes in my life oh, oh my god jesus wow. that went dark fiction <laughs> <laughs> what a classy show we run <laughs> In terms of the, the motivation of the ghost, why would he need to knock on the door of the funeral home with a brown paper bag of medals and then ask to be let in to see the body? Like, if he was a ghost... Can't he float those medals through the basement window, is what you're saying? Yes, basically. exactly. That's a great question, but the medals themselves are not fictional, like, uh, visible things. They're, they're not They're, they're physical energy. metals. They're not dead. They, need so they, a, can't, they, they can't just go through... The medals can't go through walls. That's why you go through a grate and you turn I would, them sideways. Yeah. But I also think there, part of this, isn't there a little bit of like the son learning a lesson? Yeah. Right? No, this is about see, the, this is about the, the other world scared. sending a message to this person and their family about the importance of this this man's medals. And the importance of death and you know, respecting. respecting the dead. And well, this little, did anyone else feel like it felt a little writery overall? So you, I can see oh, that. Okay, here's what. Here, here, I'm just here, throwing that out there. Here, here's what happened in this story. There are no ghosts involved in this. This is a story about an ignorant child who can't tell old people apart. Here's what happened. <laughs> the old wife calls up one of her husband's World War II buddies. Okay, <laughs> and, and says, signed, "Oh shit, uh, Jim doesn't have his medals. He needs to be buried in his medals." So I go, "And the funeral home's oh, being a I jerk actually about it. have the medals because last time we got together at the club, he gave me the medals." So he takes a long drive to the funeral home. Hey, old man, Jesus, whatever. Yeah, sure, go in. Then he listens to some music on his Sony Walkman or whatnot. The old guy <laughs> is like, oh, I ain't going to hang around. He leaves. The guy goes back. The old dude's gone. The old guy in the coffin has the medals on, and he looks like an old dude. That could have happened. Fair. Could have happened. Sure. Yeah. No you ghosts know. involved at all. At least you're admitting it's true. Maybe. Or maybe, maybe. I maybe haven't, haven't given my final all right. I play, <laughs> Attention to the listeners. I like to play devil's advocate. Um, so, uh, he likes to stir the pot. We'll he see. likes to yeah, make exactly. some drama. We'll see. Well, let's go ahead and lock in our votes. What are we going to vote? We've talked a little bit about the story and what we think. Um, Mark, why don't you uh, hit us off here? What do you think happened? I don't know. I think this is very plausible. I think there's, a, there's, there's witnesses. There's evidence. Um, I'm going to go fact- Love it. All right. I will say the same thing because I think that there's nothing here that could not have happened. There's a ghost involved, but I think it could have happened, like Kyle said, without any ghostly intervention. Fact. I was not playing devil's advocate. I believe my story. Fact. 
Great. And uh, yeah, no, everything here makes sense to me and passes my smell test. So I'm going to say fact as well. All right. Um, I think this feels a little too writer driven. So I'm actually going to say fiction. Ooh. Come on. A lone survivor. Or is she? Is she? Because there's one other person that has the way in. Who's on a quarter? George Washington. You're going to have to keep that in. Another yeah. old man we can't tell apart from the other <laughs> yeah. ones. Exactly. George Lincoln. Let's see. Close enough. Uh, let's see. Every time we do a story, we also like to flip a coin to see if we can beat chance. And often we do not beat chance. So nope. let's find out what the coin says. Fact. Heads Ooh. is fact. Tails is fiction. Which means, uh, yeah. which means Tiffany's alone on this one. Okay. But she might be right. Who knows? Anyone. Might be. But she's not. But oh, she's you know what be. the most satisfying, the most satisfying feeling is when you're the only one to guess something oh, and you're right and Ooh. everyone else is wrong. Might be the case. She's playing the odds. She's a gambler. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead on to the second story of the day, which is called The Subway. Choo-choo. Jesse, that's a weird subway. I've never been on a subway. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was kind of hoping we'd all join in, but we don't have the title in front of us. It was like, <laughs> yeah. And the, the next, next story, story is, is all together now. Uh, uh, right. Elevator. I smell gas. It was our next door neighbor's apartment. Mrs. Ewing! Mrs. Ewing, it's me, Anne! And then I remembered the key. Wait, 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 the key! It's a chain! Mrs. Ewing! Oh, I got it, I got it. You know, another title for that could be Ghosts Make Really Elaborate Plans. That was <laughs> convoluted. You know right. So they're, uh, basically, this story is about a couple who is going out on a date night. They decide to take the subway, and then they see this guy, and he kind of scares them a little bit, and they start. They notice that the lights are starting to flicker, and things are obviously very creepy. The guy says this train goes nowhere, and the train starts, like, speeding up, and it goes super fast, and they're one, They're trying to get off. They don't know. It's like passing stops, and they can't... They, they feel trapped. Suddenly, it stops, and the doors open, and they're exactly where they started. That, that freaked them out so much that they decided to skip date night and go home. So they're going up their apartment, uh, the stairway to, to get back to their apartment, and they notice the smell of gas. And they, they realize that the gas is coming from their neighbor's house. So they very clumsily break into the neighbor's <laughs> house, save the neighbor, then realize that there's a photo of the man that they had seen earlier. Essentially, the man that they saw is the husband that had passed away of this woman coming to to literally stop their date night so that they'd go home and save their neighbor from death. I have a question for you, Chris. Can ghosts change their appearance based on like what year they want to look like? Can they be like, I want to appear to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's weird that the ghost appears to be the same age as he is in the photo where like, you know, did he know they were going to look at that no, photo? No, 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 no. Well, two things. One, people show as they want to be shown or it could have been a reminder like, oh my God, that's the guy we wanted this person and you to know that this was connected. So this is basically a story about a ghost who wants to cock block this nice couple. Well, that's not my this that is not my problem with this story. I have a problem with the story that ghosts cannot just make subway trains go super fast and make time kind of stop and then they're they're back in their original space. They but, can't control can, that no one else is on the subway. But can they fuck with people's heads to make them think that the subway's moving? 
Is that a power per- a ghost can have? Perhaps. Like, did they never move at all? That's a great point. And I don't know the answer to that point. <laughs> Come on, you're our, you're our ghost expert. Who'd we ask? Who, who, who are we going to call? <laughs> Why not just, as they're about to go out on date night, make their own apartment smell like gas? Yeah. Yeah. And then they would have to stay there, and then they would notice the neighbor, or mm-hmm. they may even check on the neighbor already. It's like, I just think that if this is true, the ghost's plan was so potentially flawed, they could have gotten off that subway and been like, we'll just eat nearby, and the woman could have died. <laughs> yes. right. I would have right. taken a phone call on a landline <laughs> uh, from the ghost, you know, kind of saying something spooky that makes them go check on their neighbor. <laughs> Can we also talk about the uh, the series of unfortunate events as they get to the, when they get to the apartment? You know, it's like they stumble over each other to get to the door. The, the guy tries to break in with his shoulder but ends up injuring himself. <laughs> then they find the key, they open it, but the apartment doesn't open because there's a chain lock on and she's like, I can't, there's a chain on I it. Actually, so, I wanted to keep seeing an event where like they open the door and she's like, oh, the Ottoman. And then and then they get over <laughs> across the Ottoman and it's like, oh, the taxidermy pet. And then they keep like stumbling like Dick Van Dyke over the. Oh, my five month old ice cream. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, but if you really think about it, you know, what's the point of reference of the story? It's just these two people saying these things happen that led them to discover their neighbor. Like there's literally no one else I could, I don't know. I feel like with only two people and no other anyone else, it's just, it's like, this is something that could easily be true. I'll tell you what happened. Two, (laughs) two lovely people took some crystal meth (laughs) on a date night and then they went to the subway and tripped balls and were like, we've got to go home. And then they, they arrived back at their destination because they never left the station. They went back home and stumbled across their neighbor. And that's why they couldn't get in the apartment because they were incapacitated from the drugs. I it mean, it all lines up. I mean, it all lines oh, up. Gee, that's the Colonel. huh? Okay. That's the Colonel. Wow. Crystal. Um, I don't know. Okay. So let's go ahead and lock in our votes. Chris, why don't you go first? What do you think actually happened here? To me, this one's easy. It's, it's nothing more than a cautionary tale about using LA public transit. That's all it is. It is fiction. All right, Kyle. I hate this story. Fiction. Uh, my gut wants to throw up right now. Fiction. Mark. Uh, I'm going to go with fiction on this one. Actually, watch Oh no! You meant to say fact? I have meant. They're to very opposite yeah. things. Yeah. You know what? They I both think I start with F. I think I know Mark's approach. Confuse us all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're not starting over, are we? No, we're not starting over. Lovely. Fact. All right, Tiffany? Um, You know, I I think I'm also going to go fact on this. And it's primarily because with only the couple and the old woman, there really isn't any other uh, people to verify this. So I think, you know, based on just a couple people's opinion of what happened, I think it's true. So fact. You know, it could have been written because it feels very succinct but it also could have actually happened because people can trip out on the subway. (laughs) Fact. But let's find out what the coin says. Fiction. I believe that coin. (laughs) All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment, which is indeed one of the most famous episodes of Beyond Belief. It's called The Kid in the Closet. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. Hey, Danny, is that the closet? Is that where the monster lives? If you're so brave, why don't you go in the closet? Well, okay, baby. Yeah, Brian, show him. Be careful, you're next. 
Mark, what actually happened here? Give us a recap and then we'll dive in. Okay. Uh, there's a kid and his name is Danny. Uh, Danny is afraid of what's in the closet. Uh, but he gets picked on by his uh, older brother and his older brother's friends for this. So then one afternoon, they're walk- they're- Danny's walking him from school. And, of course, his brother and his friends grab him and start messing with him, chase him back to the house. They're going to throw him into the closet. And the younger brother's like, to his older brother, he's saying, you know what? If you're so uh, you know tough, why don't you go in the closet? And his older brother's like, yeah, I'll go. And then you'll go next. And he goes into the closet, closes it. The mom comes in. She's like, what's going on? They open up the closet. And the older brother's gone. And only thing is left is his clothes. The cops come. They can't find him. There's no way out of the closet except for the door. So what happened to him? Where did he go? You know, th- what mm. this reminded me of right away is, everyone seen The Sixth Sense? Yeah. Of course. There's a scene very oh, similar yes. where they lock Haley Joel mm-hmm. Osment in the closet. And the thing that was so well done about this story was, as soon as the kid's like, oh, I'm a tough kid. I'll go in the closet. And he shuts the door. He starts screaming. Yeah. And it's like legitimately terrifying sound design. It's like he is really screaming like help me oh my god help me and it's like the kids are all laughing on the outside like ooh, good one it's a great transition because when they start to close the door he's like oh no please let me out and then all of a sudden the doors close and then those screams become real screams. real screams and everyone's like laughing on the mm-hmm. outside it's and like that's when the mom comes oh. in and, and opens the door and it's like he's gone yeah the, the sure. thing that doesn't work for me with this story is that i've never heard of someone just disappearing off the face of the planet have you ever seen the leftovers <laughs> Fact. (laughs) (laughs) That's my problem with this story. It's like you can't just have someone completely disappear. I've never heard of something like that. It couldn't be like some some person went through the ceiling or anything and took them. Like it couldn't be something like that. Well, they say they say in the story, you know, the cops come. There's no way out. So it's like okay, there's no way out. And I feel like the leftover clothes kind of implies something a little supernatural. It was like Terminator. He like got sucked through time, but they don't take the clothes out because it's only organic material. Yeah, but where would you get clothes in a closet? This one's tough because this story is so famous. Yeah. Yeah. That it's correct. It's hard to believe it's false. But at the same time, you have an entire group of people that are claiming and police officers that claim that this child just went into a closet and disappeared. But see, it's because there are police officers there that make it feel true to me, because that's like a verifiable source that must have been a part of the original story. Oh, okay. And so, like, for me, it's just like a lot of times when those sort of figures are in these stories, it makes me feel like there's a better chance of them being true. And then that combined with the fact it's such a well-known story, it's like the more unbelievable it sounds, the more it should be true because it's so well-known because it'd be that much more shocking. Mm. I feel like that's why it would stay with people as it has. Yeah. Would this story be as famous yeah. if it was fiction? Yeah. It's, it's hard to say yes to that, which makes me feel like we're all leaning towards fact because it's such a well-known story. Right. This story was really well-produced. This, this is definitely, um, if, if this turns out to be fact, uh, which I think we all think it's going to be, is uh, is definitely one that I want to do a little research on and touch on later. That'd be great. Maybe postseason. All right, well, let's go ahead and lock in our votes. Chris. Oh, this is easy. As we were just talking about, I feel like it's famous for one reason, and that's because it is true. So I will say fact. Okay, Tiffany. And same here. I'm going to say fact. All right. I am going to also say fact. Mark. Oh, it's fact. <laughs> Kyle. Fact, and I'm so curious how. Maybe all the kids lied, and the, and the mom... Mom paid him off? No, well, <laughs> no the, mom, the mom comes in, it's like, what happened? They're like, we, he went in the closet and he's gone, but maybe they all kind of conspired to lie about it. Lord of the Flies, they murdered him. Yeah, something... <laughs> Ripped his clothes off. Okay. Never know. 
that's actually really intriguing. Like, what if they killed him at the playground? Oh, and they were gosh. like, he went in. I mean, and then they used the closet as a wow. cover yeah. up for the murder because nice. they knew about the brother's like story. This is getting dark. I mean, we just wrote an episode right there. <laughs> yeah, that's episode. Ne- uh, well, let's go ahead and move on. The next one is they killed him in the park and buried his body, and they <laughs> claimed it was a closet. Fact. It's a clunky yeah. episode title, but I think it, that's it. It'll creep people out. Very a little on the nose. A little on the nose. Yeah. Let's find out what the coin says. Fiction. Uh-huh. You know, here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. We're flipping a coin with George Washington on it. Isn't he famous for never he lying? Never tells a lie. Yeah. So he had wooden so teeth. We're, too. we're wrong. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> had false teeth and he had false predictions. Oh. Let's go ahead for story number four. Justice is served. What a slam on George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> How long had you and Elizabeth Warren been business partners? I got rid of that. They're not going to buy it, Robert. They all know you're lying. Why are you lying, Robert? I'm not lying. You would have been nothing without me. What do you mean she would have been nothing without you? Mr. Miller. I meant we were a team. There's a lot of crazy in this one. <laughs> Tiffany, what what happened here? So uh, there is a man who is on trial and uh, accused of murdering his best friend and business partner. And Plutonic. Wow. Oh, yeah. Plutonic best friend he, he, and business partner that they go out sailing together. Naked. And <laughs> they did not mention they were naked. Drinking, celebrating uh, their business. But again, just Plutonic, apparently. But while when he goes up on stand... And he starts, you know, saying that he didn't do it. All of a sudden, he starts seeing things like, for instance, he sees a bottle of the champagne um, that she was supposedly drinking. And he starts making comments like, I thought I got rid of that, which is very suspicious. And then he starts seeing uh, the ghost or the supposed ghost of the woman that he's accused of killing. And she taunts him throughout his uh, testimony and pretty much pushes him to more or less start admitting that he killed her. And the man is then found not guilty due to insanity and sentenced to go to a psychiatric facility. Yeah, so there were a couple firsts in this episode. First, the first court scene in a Beyond Belief Mm -hmm. episode. That's true. And the second is, it's the first time that Elizabeth Warren makes a debut. She was actually a character name in that story. My favorite thing about this is that the guy starts hallucinating the stuff, like Mm -hmm. you said, the champagne. And he starts making these comments like, like you said, like, yeah. I thought I got rid of that. Like, <laughs> on the mic in front of the jury. <laughs> what are you still doing here? I killed you. Yeah. Oh, what? What? what was the line about the gas chamber? She said something like, they're going to take you to the gas they're chamber. They're going to take you to the gas chamber. And I was chamber. like, what? No, he'd be going to prison. I, it was just such a weird line to have her They're going to march you well, right wait. out of this courtroom into the gas chamber just, without sentencing. Is that yeah. really a line in this story? Yeah. Okay, no, then, yeah. then this has to be fake because the story is about, like, in the story, this this ghost also gets him not convicted guilty, but innocent, innocent by way of insanity. And so if the ghost wants him to get the gas chambers, she did a terrible job going <laughs> Again, about it. You no know what gas I mean? chambers. <laughs> But also, You're going to go to the gas chamber innocent. Here's the thing. I have a problem with the story because of what I just said. But at the same time, can ghosts do this? What? Show up? Yes, ghosts can show up places. But just because I believe that doesn't mean that I think the story is true. Well, can, it, and it doesn't have but, to be a ghost. It could just be his guilt. 
Sure, yeah. you that's know. true. I mean, I see. I was really hoping because how did he? How did he murder? Her? Did he beat her to death with the champagne bottle? I thought he did. He not throw her off the boat. Or? Yeah, because she was just. I think she was supposed supposedly like drunk. From oh, drinking, I thought, I thought the whole he, thing was like, he like her beat, bashed her head in with the champagne bottle. I thought he poisoned reason. her, but I but I think he, she oh, did go overboard. Maybe that. I, I thought he joined a circus and then she was in an accident with one of the lions. For the last time you watched a different episode, just as plausible. I mean, but it's also like it's a courtroom scenes. There's law witnesses, and I could see this being one of those stories in like local newspapers of like man haunted by his victim like admits to murder like it just because it could be his guilt it could be like a really he, he could be mentally he ill and could have made it up wholesale yes. to get off oh i thought i yeah. killed you earlier like he starts making yeah. this stuff up to look crazy and you know what Here's it my, worked this is mm-hmm. another problem i have with it the end of the episode ends with the lawyer bragging and i'm quoting here no client of mine has ever been found guilty. Yeah, that was weird. What? That makes me think that it wasn't the guy's idea to start going crazy. It was the lawyer that yeah. went, hey, you're going to go to jail, so why don't you start acting crazy on the stand, pretend like you see her, and I'll get you the insane plea. You can't ruin my reputation now. <laughs> You'd yeah, be the first. On, exactly. Isn't this such an obvious episode to write if you're a writer yeah, for fact and fiction? I mean, it just seems so, you know, like, oh, you see a ghost, you're in trial. They but is it too simple? Drama. Are we overthinking it? I don't know. It's like, it's one of those stories that it's a very stereotypical one to write, but it could also so easily be true, I think. I kind of wanted her to come back in her dead form, whether it be drowned or head bashed in or whatever it is. Yet again, I ask, can ghosts come back in whatever form? She looked very pleasant and well-dressed. Could she have come back like Samara from The Ring with her hair dripping wet? Yeah, I think so. She has like a shark bite taken out of her. Like That would totally creep him out. Yeah, it could have been the network being like, "Mm, let's not get too (laughs) scary. Starfish on her face. I want to see that network meeting sitting yeah. down with the ghost. Okay, um, you know, I know you want to haunt people, but we're really going for more of a wholesome family look. <laughs> okay, okay, I hear your points. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and find out. Is it fact or is it fiction? Let's start off over here with Mark. What do you think? I think it's so obviously fact that it is actually fiction. Whoa! All right. There we go, Tiffany. Because of what I mentioned before and how easily it could be true, I'm going to go with fact. All right, Kyle. Jesse, I agree with everything you said. I believe this one is fact. I believe it was concocted by the lawyer and the guy to get him out of jail. All right, Chris. Uh, I'm going to go with fiction on this one. Yes, can yes, can uh, does this kind of pass my smell test? Yes, and that I think is what's tripping all of us up, but I am going <laughs> to go the way of Mark and say fiction. All right, and I think that it's absolutely plausible this could have happened, but I think it was written fiction. Whoa, he twisted it on us. But let's find out what the coin thinks. Fiction. Mm. We're going to go on to our fifth and final story of the day, the tractor. Choo-choo. Not a tractor noise. You've never been on a tractor. That's a subway. I've never been. (laughs) That's a subway. On the ride from the airport to the farm, I thought about how loving Grandpa Buck used to be. This is the worst coffee I ever tasted. You know, an alternate title for this could have been Tractors Need Seatbelts. 
<laughs> I, I love it when it's just one thing could have saved yeah. the day. Well, and also, I'm going to put the tractor in the barn. Is that some kind What kind of a threat is that? That's a, that's I'm like, going to go put that tractor in a barn. Do you remember how sternly yeah, sounded, she said that? I, I, I said when we were watching, it sounded like a, a euphemism of some sort. It's I'm going to go like, put that tractor in the barn. I oh. hope you got a big trunk because I'm going to put my bike in it. <laughs> Excuse exactly. me? This is her grandpa, right? I'm, I'm going to alienate everybody with this, but this is uh, Colossus's origin story from the X-Men. What? There, okay, well, hold on. Before we, before we do that, let's do the recap of the story. Kyle, what happened here? This is about a woman who is going to visit her grandfather. Her grandfather has recently had a stroke, and he is now stuck in a wheelchair. She is driving and remembering how awesome this man was and how nice he was, and when she gets there, he is anything but. And then she goes out to put the tractor back into the garage or the uh, the barn and she's trying to start up hasn't done it in a while she kind of jerks it a little bit and falls off the tractor knocks herself unconscious the tractor slowly rolls back and is about to crush her but her grandfather is able to get out of his mm. wheelchair hobbles walks grabs this tractor shuts the tractor off falls down next to her looks at her and apparently dies yeah, yeah. And bleak. and apparently she was dead and the and there was a transition of oh. sorts maybe did anyone get that no that I do not think that's what happened yet again at all. Chris injecting a little supernatural I know where it does where, not need to be yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if someone is unconscious or sleeping they are not dead yeah Chris oh. is like she was dead and then when he died he transferred his life energy into her and she became alive again no, oh not well, now the case. Yeah, I mean if that was the case to talk about though if that was yeah. the case he could have just died in the kitchen and transferred that life energy out to her. And she could have just rolled no, away. That's you true. The be... tractor could have hit her, rolled over her twice, and then like he Wait, could have then said, okay, oh, and, okay. and he then could he have goes, wheeled over to her. But then her legs are crushed. <laughs> oh, right. That's why he wanted to do it <laughs> he sooner. <wanted> to... <laughs> <laughs> her legs would have been crushed. Well, oh, the irony. But there would have been an empty wheelchair nearby for her to use. <laughs> So I'm glad that Kyle thinks that this is like based on an origin story because that I wanted to say fiction for this one and that kind of bolsters my my opinion that it's probably false. If, well, I'm, uh, I'm loosely going with that. So uh, so Colossus is and his sister Ileana are Russian and uh, there's a runaway tractor careening down a hill and going to run over his little sister. And so Colossus, he runs in front of his sister, turns into metal, and the tractor plows into him, and he saves her from being run over by a tractor. It literally is that story. There's a whole monologue in City Slickers, which we all know is complete fact, um, where Billy Crystal is talking <laughs> about how moments mm-hmm. in extreme strength. You know, I lifted up a car, and I like saved somebody or whatnot. It's so. a great Billy Crystal. I also can't <laughs> help but think that there's something just kind of heart... I mean... Yeah, he's a jerk, but heartwarming about this. It's like a very like family, like heartwarming right. sort of story that makes me feel like it would be fact. It's about disabilities. And because of this kind of like heartwarming family element, at the end of the day, this was kind of, you know, a family's cute show. It just makes me feel like this has to be true. Like that's what the fact or fiction people would want and what the like, because they know they would make the audience feel best because this is false. It kind of just leaves like, oh. Can I talk about the nice directing moment? Um, we needed that moment of him looking out the window at her riding the tractor. <laughs> that's the only redeeming quality. Like, I mean, he saved her, but he like, <laughs> like he's Aside such, from a, him saving he's her such life. an asshole. But all of a sudden when and she's finally, but she's he's always an asshole when they're in the same room together. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she's out of the room, mm-hmm. he's sitting there and he's like, "You can do it. You can start that tractor. You know how to do it." Like he's like rooting for her, and you're yeah. like, and you're like, "Oh, he actually cares. He's just he's really changed because of the stroke, and it's kind of messed him up, you know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a fast arc. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, they only got only got six minutes. Yeah, yeah. six <laughs> minute arc. Quick. Here's my big thing. 
who told this story because she was unconscious. And so she would not have known what happened. She wakes up. She sees the grandpa is next to her. You hit your head. You're knocked unconscious. You don't remember that you were necessarily on the tractor. All you know is that grandpa was next to you. You don't know that he saved you. You don't know any of that. (laughs) All right, guys, let's go ahead and lock in our votes. Um, First up, Tiffany, what do you think happened here? Honestly, I'm still, I'm going to stick with fact on this one. It's heartwarming. These sort of things happen. So fact. All right. Sounds good. Chris. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go with fiction for no particular reason. I think, you, I think you did sway me a little, but I, I kind of always leaned towards fiction. And with his uh, equating a, a superhero origin story, I, I believe it. I believe that it's been written fiction. Okay, okay. Kyle. Oh God, I'm kind of with you on the who witnessed it sort of thing, but I, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fact on this one. I believe in moments of extreme strength in, in dire situations. All right, sounds good. I'm gonna go well. Colossus, who witnessed it? Fiction. Mark, what do you think? Uh, I'm going fiction, and that's because I've said fact three times already. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you gotta go. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta play the You gotta, gotta, the gotta hedge your bets, you know? Yeah. All right, but what does the coin say? Fact. Interesting. All right, guys, it's time to reveal which stories are fact and which are fiction. But first, we would like to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor this week, Creaking Door Mutual. That's right. Creaking Door Mutual is America's number one insurance provider for closet monster attacks. Listen, we've all been there before. Your kid complains about a monster in the closet. You flick on a light only to find nothing. And then as soon as you leave, your child gets sucked into the closet realm by a Korean micro spirit. It's impossible to predict exactly when a closet monster will strike. But when they do, make sure you're covered with Creaking Door Mutual. If they can't get your kid back, the next one's on them. Go to Creaking Door Mutual and enter the promo code for your first month free. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the actual results. The first story is the viewing. This was the one about the kid who found the war medals and uh, on the guy, and he came in and he kind of buried his own self with his medals. My keys. Is truth stranger than fiction? Did a story like this really take place? Yes, it did. Fact. Oh, very nice. Well, okay. Yes. Okay, I'm feeling okay. That. I'm starting <laughs> off. Uh, oh, starting yes. off good. Starting off good. All right, the next story up was the subway. This is the one about the couple who got lost in the depths of the subway and finally went back and they were like, date night is canceled, Mm -hmm. and then found their neighbor dying of a gas, poisonous gas. Yeah. My crack. Would it surprise you to learn that this story was inspired by an actual experience? It was fact. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a very lazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it happened. It was. That's, it such, was. that's <laughs> such bullshit. That just seems it's... unbelievable to me, but I'll, I'll take his word for it. No, take well, his no, word for it. Remember, silly story. I just like to remind you that all that happened here is they just took ecstasy one uh, night yes. and they yeah. went out on a fun party night and they were like, we got to go home. This is going to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, let's move on to the next one. One that's near and dear to all of our hearts. The kid in the closet. This is the one about the kid in the closet. <sighs> yeah, I'm nervous. Could the idea for a story like this have come from a real life event? Yes, it did. Fact. We figured Obviously. that. We figured come that. Was Still happen. scared. Why are you nervous? Over here? Well, because I was worried that, you know, if I had gotten that one wrong, the most clearly obvious one that everybody knows about, you know, then that would be really okay, embarrassing. Okay, I see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
This one was, uh, this is a classic episode. It's mm-hmm. uh, referred to... Uh, Kyle just picked something out of my beard, but I thanked him for it. Like a monkey. We, our listeners don't need Fact. to hear that. All right. We all did see that, and I was hoping we'd all ignore it. That's what Next I Next up, too. we are going to talk about Justice is Served. This is the one about the guy who just blatantly admitted murdering a woman in open court. <laughs> did this seem like a clever tale crafted by the mind of a writer out to fool you? That's what it was. Fiction. What? That's what it was. What? That's what it was. I I still stand by the fact that this is true somewhere. Maybe they crafted this one, but it blatantly is. You're right. Someone has done this. You're right. Someone has lied to like get out of a obviously. Just learn how to be wrong sometimes, you know? Okay, over here. I'll remind you of this. I thought I murdered you. (laughs) Oh shit. The last one is uh, the story of Colossus. Uh, this is the tractor episode. You that was welcome. an X-Men origin story. Let's find out if this is true. If you thought that story really happened, we got you. You're a chill. fictional. Fiction. What? Were you able to fictional. Fiction. Fiction. What? I'm still but wait a second. Why did, you, why did you vote fact when you said it was the Colossus origin story? Maybe he thought Colossus was because, based on this true story. Because I also thought it was based on the City Slickers monologue. Well, that's also fiction. <laughs> I gotta say, you guys, Should we go it's over never th- gonna happen again, but I got them all right. Whoa! No. I, and so did Mark. So oh. did I. 100%. Hello. What show-offs. I know. I quit. Chris, you got four to five, correct? That's Damn. a B. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I, if I get two out of five, I feel good. Yeah. Honestly. Oh, yeah. I only need two. <laughs> Speaking of two out of five, what did I get? Speaking of two out of five kyle you got actually two out of five yeah, yeah, yeah. Two okay, out of five. Um, <laughs> thanks yeah. for almost fooling me for but a tiffany actually you got no yeah you eat two out of five which two is five. exactly what i thought yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's what i thought the coin got two out of five actually and um Still you know i'm not damn. as afraid of the coin Still as i've done worse than us i hate not doing better than the coin well <laughs> yeah we do need you didn't do worse though let's make a goal shut up at one episode, we someone we the coin has got to do worse than everybody. That's the goal, right? Like, and then we it will be nice. And then yeah, and then if that That'll ever be happens, the end of the podcast. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we can hang up our mics. Exactly. Well, speaking of hanging up our mics, thank you all for joining this week. This is a lot of fun. Mm, yeah, thank you. Good times. And until next week, this is beyond beyond belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All clips used are strictly for educational review and analysis and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.